Okay, so uh, first of all, big shukayach to Jamie Stoller for sponsoring the breakfast and, uh, and learning. Not just Tom, but in honor of Iron Michal Godman, so it's a double whammy. So it's uh, definitely a, 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 a well-deserved uh, covet. So they should both be blessed, Bez Hashem, with Nachas and Simcha and Bracha, Ad Beli Dai Them, and the whole Kila, all of Klai Yisrael. Okay, so... Um, we're learning Sefer Yeshua, so we're up to we're up to Parak Vav, the fifth uh, the fifth Parak of Sefer Yeshua. This is when the Jewish people actually begin their assault and their attack on the city of Yericho. They begin uh, their conquest of Eretz Yisrael, uh, you know, in earnest. So I figured, as a little bit of an introduction to Parak Vav and to Bechlal, call Yisrael conquering Eretz Yisrael militarily. I figured maybe maybe it's Kedai to spend a couple weeks learning about the Jewish army because it's one of those topics that. Uh, you know, they don't teach in yeshiva about the uh, Jewish army, what that is, and what that should look like, and so on. Not in halacha, and certainly not in Pneumius, so I figured maybe it's an opportunity to do that. So, what we'll focus on this morning, just for a little bit, is what exactly is the definition of a Jewish army? I mean, you have, you have armies, and they can be made, of, made up of Jewish soldiers, but is that what defines a Jewish army? What defines something as Tzivas uh, Yisrael, Tzivas Hashem? What defines an army as a Jewish army. And it, there's a number of halachas that will come once you define something as a Jewish army. We're not going to get into that so much this week, but just to define what a Jewish army is. Okay, we'll see in halacha, and then we'll... The Tzal considered a Jewish army? The Tzal? Tzal. Ah, yeah, we were really... So <laughs> let, let's, let's find out what a Jewish army means, and then we'll see from there. Yeah. Okay. You have the wrong colors on your hat, by the way. So, like that, you know, it's doing it. so all right, so let's learn. So we're going to learn the halachas of what a Jewish army is, and then we'll see that it's one of those topics where the halacha and the machshav and the pini sort of meld into each other. It's very hard to uh, separate the two. Not that we have to, not that we should, but you'll see they come together. Okay, so let's, let's begin like this. There's, um, in Marmokin number one, there's the Mishnah and Sanhedrin. Okay, and Mishnah and Sanhedrin, Daf Bezim and Aleph. The Mishnah is talking about different things, different uh, situations where you need a Sanhedrin. Okay, different uh, situations of Dina Torah or whatever. So one of the things that the Mishnah says that you need a Sanhedrin for is as follows. A little background. We know that um, there's basically in Halacha two different types of wars that the Jewish army can theoretically be involved in. There's one that's called a Melchemist Mitzvah, and one that's called Melchemist Rishos, an obligatory war and a voluntary war. Melchemist Mitzvah, a war that there's a mitzvah, there's an obligation to be involved in, that's uh, conquering Eretz Yisrael, uh, destroying Amalek, uh, self-defense. Those are obligatory wars. You have a chiv, you have a chiv. You have to defend yourself from attack, you have to conquer Eretz Yisrael, destroy Amalek. These are obligations that we have. And then there's another thing, Mechlamas Arashos, Stam. Jews want to expand territory. They want to conquer more territory for the sake of uh, enhancing uh, business, or, uh, you know, whatever the, the political reason might be. You don't have to, you're allowed to. That's called Mechlamas Arashos. So says the Mishnah, In order to, for the king or the, the judge, whoever's in charge the, of, the, of the people at the time, for him to be allowed to go and bring the Jewish people into Melchemes Rishos, a voluntary war, he needs the permission and the uh, consent of the Sanhedrin HaGod. That's the, that's the Mishnah. Now it's clear, it's clear from the Mishnah that that's only true, it sounds like, that's only true for Melchemes Rishos. When it comes to Melchemes Mitzvah, then you don't need permission from the Sanhedrin. 
from Harsina, you're obligated to go to war to conquer Eretz Yisrael, self-defense. It's a mitzvah, so you don't need the permission and the, uh, the okay from Sanhedrin. And in fact, that's how the Ramah Paskins, and Maramakim number two, the Ramah Menilchas Malachim, Parakei Alacha Beis, writes as follows, Melchem mitzvah, when it comes to an obligatory war, you don't have to take permission from the Sanhedrin. You're mechuyiv to do it anyway. When the situation presents itself to do it, uh, then you do it. Whenever the king is able to, we, you know, they go to war if it's Melchemist Mitzvah. And he could force the people to, he could draft them to go to the army. When it comes to a voluntary war, then he quotes the Mishnah. You could only, the king is only allowed to bring the people into such a war with the permission of the Sanhedrin HaGad. That's the, that's the Mishnah, that's the Rambam. Now what's clear in the Rambam is that that's pretty much all you need. At most, Sanhedrin. So when it comes to a Mechemes Mitzvah, you don't need any permission. You just, just go when, when you're able to. Mechemes are Rishos. So you need a Sanhedrin. But there's no mention in the Rambam at all that you need Ur Vetumen. Right? We know that the Kaingada wore a, breast, a breastplate and inside there was folded Shemes Haktoshim on parchment. And any national question that came up that they wanted to know the answer... So uh, the, the, this procedure for this, they would go to the, the Kohen Gadol, present the question, the stones of the breastplate would shine somehow, and uh, physically or mentally in the mind of the Kohen Gadol, and an answer would uh, be able to be made from that, from that thing. And the only questions that you could ask them were, again, not like, it wasn't personal, you know, you know it wasn't like personal questions, national, uh, national uh, questions of national safety, national security, and stuff like that. So... <clears throat> We do find this in Tanakh that very often when wars would take place, Davin Melch in particular, we find this, that he would go to the Urim Vatumim and ask a question about different strategies, whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, bad idea. So we definitely find that it was done. But the question is, does it have to be done? Do you need to ask the Urim Vatumim in advance or to get Eitzah from the Urim Vatumim or not? For the Ram, it's clear no. The Ram doesn't say anything at all of Urim Vatumim as being a necessary component. At most, for voluntary war, you need Sanhedrin. But outside of that, both obligatory and voluntary, no mention of Urmbatum at all. <clears throat> now, again, as I said, although there, it's clear in the Rambam you don't need Urmbatumim, we definitely find that this was done. Take a look at Maramukha number three. It's uh, Gemara Sanhedrin, Tezayin Amid Aleph. It's also Gemara Brachis. It's in a couple places. The Gemara is talking about um, a situation where David Amelch was, uh, the generals came to David saying that the Jewish people financially, it's not, it's, things are unstable, we need more territory to uh, help the, the economy. So, Amr Lahem, so David Melch says to them, L'chu pashi deichem begedud, fine. A particular, you know, an island or a country, whatever it is, let's go conquer Gedud, and it'll help the economy. So fine, that was the idea. That's, that's Melchemes Rishos, that's a voluntary war. So Miat, so immediately what they would do is, Yaitzin Bachitoifel, they would go find counsel with Achitoifel, Achitoifel was was considered to be one of the, you know, a big bal in terms of uh, the country and so on. So they would first ask an Eitzah whether this is a good idea, practically. Find, once you got the okay from Achi Teufel, Nimlochim is Sanhedrin. They would get permission from Sanhedrin. That's the Allah, you need that. The Shailim Vumratumim, they would ask the Vumratumim whether this is appropriate as well and how to do it and so on. So again, like I said, it's clear from this Gemara that was the Minig. That was definitely the Minig. But from the Rambam, like we just said, what we just saw, there is no Chiv to ask Vumratumim. That's the Shita of the Rambam. Litzatsheni, if you take a look at Maramokka number four, the Ramban disagrees. Okay? The Ramban, you know, the Rambam wrote Sefer Mitzvahs, and the Ramban wrote at the end of Sefer Mitzvahs, Mitzvahs that he felt the Rambam forgot about. Shikhas, 
Shechas Mitzvahs, Shechas Essen, Shechas Loisase. So in Shechas Lavin, in the list of Loisaseis that the Ramban feels the Rambam forgot about, in Yud Zayim, the Ramban writes the following thing, that one of the mitzvahs of Tariag, which the Rambam did not mention, and the Ramban holds you should, is Shemitzvah Lamelech, that there's a mitzvah on the king, when he brings out the army to battle, whether it be voluntary war or obligatory war, you have to ask the Urvatum in advance, or just to get the okay from the Urvatum. And you have to follow the instructions of Urvatum. That's the Chiv, that's a Chiv, not just for Mohammed's Rishos, Mohammed's Mitzvah too. What's the source of this? Where do you find this in a Pasuk? Again, the Gemara in Sanhedrin in Maramaka number three, that just told you what the Minig was, like Misa, what they used to do. That doesn't tell you that you have to. Where's the Makar that there's such a thing that you have to? From Yisparach, so it's a Pasuk in, uh, in Parshish Pinchas. After uh, the Rabbani Shalom tells Maisha Rabbeinu to appoint Yeshua Benon to take over uh, after he's going to die, so it says in Pasuk like this, this new leader, Yeshua Benon, he, he should be the one to stand in front of Elazar Kain, who was the, who was the Kain Gadol after Aaron Kain passed away, to show Leibur Batumim, and he should, he should be the one, he's the king now, he's the leader, he should be the one to ask Leibur Batumim, Lefnei Hashem, Alpiv Yetzu, Valpiv Yevayu. And based on what the Leibur Batumim says, that's how you should go out, and that's how you should go in. That's how you should go out, and that's how you should go in. Huva Kol Yisrova Kol to him, all of Kol Yisrova. What does it mean to go out and go in? So the Ramban's learning, it means militarily. It means that when you go out to conquer, you know, Vinyanam of war, you have to ask the Rambam. That's how the Ramban is teaching this pasuk, and that's the makar that you have a chiv to ask of the Rambam. And again, there's no differentiation: voluntary war, mochemes mitzvah. Any time there's yotzim v'yavoyim, going out and going in militarily, you have to ask the Rambam. Yitzavah Yeshua. In other words, the pasuk is, is commanding Yeshua, Shu Hamayishal Rishon, who was the first leader in Eretz Yisrael, Ashu Paket Ala'eda, that he's in charge of, of Kal Yisrael, Sheyishal Burmatum, that he has to ask the Burmatumim, Valpi Mishpatim, Yetzim V'yavim, and based on the instructions of Burmatumim, that's when he's able to go out and, uh, and to lead the charge. V'chein V'kal HaShayftim, he says that's not just for Yeshua Benun, that's for all Shayftim, all leaders, all Kamalachim, all kings. Fine. This is in, uh, it's a Pasuk in Parshish Pinchas. It's in the, he, he starts quoting at the second line, towards the end of the second line. Okay, the, what we're going to see the end of, of the Maramakim a little bit. Let's stop there right now and we'll go and invite there. Okay, so that's, what so fine, we have Machlagas. Like so, so, so you're right. So the Ramban would say that the Mishnah, this Mishnah is only focused on in terms of Sanhedrin. And you're right. Sanhedrin, there's a chilg between Rishos and Mitzvah. Ur that's standard. So according to Ramban, Urm Batumim you need to do, you need to get involved with no matter what the battle is. This mission Sanhedrin is talking about Sanhedrin Agadol. Sanhedrin, that's only Milchemes Rishus, but not Milchemes Mitzvah. That's how the Ramban would hold. Okay, so this is what we have so far. So it's an interesting thing. Again, we, the, Ram, the Machlegis Rambam and Ramban, whether you need the involvement of Urm Batumim to go to war. According to the Rambam, you do not need Urm Batumim. You need a Sanhedrin for Melchemes Rishos, you need their permission, but Urvatumim never needs to be involved. Lamaisid it was usually, you know, why not? But it, but, uh, it didn't have to be. The Ramban says, no, it's a Chiv. The only way you could go to war is if you have the involvement of Urvatumim, whether it's Mitzvah or Rishos. Now let's understand. It must be that the involvement of Urvatumim in the Ramban is not for permission, right? Because you're talking about even Melchemes Mitzvah. Like, Mechemes Mitzvah means I have to go to war. You know, I have permission. Uh, the, the Torah wants me to go to war. From, from Arsina, I have a chiv to destroy a molek. 
I have a chiv to conquer Eretz Yisrael. Now, let's think about this. Why do you need a Sanhedrin for Mechemes Rishos? For permission, right? Because you're putting Kalah Yisrael in a matzav of war. So you got to get their consent. So they rep the Sanhedrin. They're the NAA. Do they represent Kalah Yisrael? You get their consent. Okay, now Kalah Yisrael's on board. Urm Vatumim. Urm Vatumim. You want to ask Urm Vatumim for strategy? Fine. So that, uh, but, but we have to figure this out. Well, why do you, what exactly is the component of Urm Vatumim? What, what does Urm Vatumim bring to the table? Permission. You don't need permission from Mechemes Mitzvah. And if you need permission, ask the Sanhedrin. So what exactly is Urm Vatumim's involvement? Why do you need that? Yeah. How many Milchemes or Rishos did they not win? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many. No, I'm asking, but the Ramban is saying that even for Milchemes Mitzvah, you need a Milchemes. You're not allowed to go to war unless you have a Milchemes. You must take the consultation of the So that's the question of why. Like, why do you need that? Huh? If you ask the Milchemes, it doesn't Not necessarily. We, in, in, for example, in Sefer Shaiftim, we have stories of, um, of uh, Pilegish Begeva, where there was a civil war in Klai Yisrael, and they asked the Urva Tumim, and the Urva Tumim said, go to war, and they lost. So it's not, it's not always, you know, sometimes Hashem is putting you in a position where you're supposed to lose, right? We're still holding, you know, Ishbit's Shabbos, right? <laughs> so there's such a thing. So it's love Davka doesn't mean that you're going to win, right? You show the Urva Tumim. Again, the question is why. Okay. Huh? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. It depends whatever the question is. But the point is, those are practicalities. That you're not allowed to go to war unless you ask. Why? You know, where's the, where's the Machlekes coming from? And why is it Rambam Ramban? That's also, right? Okay. Another Machlekes between Rambam and Ramban regarding the Jewish army. Take a look at Maramukha number five. This is also in the list of, of Lois essays that the Ramban felt the Rambam forgot about. Says the Ramban, there's another mitzvah. It's an interesting one. That when the Jewish army is going out to war, Every, every soldier has a say of mikol davera, that they're obligated to, to make sure they don't do anything bad in the army. What does that mean? While they're a soldier. Kigayin, shvichas damim, v'zulasai, min averes hagarmais silu shechina min hamachna. What Ramban is saying is that there's a new mitzvah, and it's based on the Pasuk, and he's about to quote Vomri, let's just finish with the Pasuk. Vomri, the Pasuk says, When you go to war against an enemy, you have to make sure to avoid anything bad, anything evil. In other words, and the way, I, I skipped that a little bit of what the Ramban explains, but it's based on Midrashim, is that what this Pasuk means is as follows. It means that it's telling a Jewish soldier that when you're in the, uh, you know, the battlefield, and if you get the battle, even just in the, in the army bases and so on, you have to make sure to avoid averis which repel the shechinah. There are certain averis, every aver is bad. There are certain averis that just repel the shechinah. Shvichas damim, gilirayis, vadizara, lashinhara. Those are the, the top four that repel the shechinah. There are certain averis that repel the shechinah. That's what it means. Mishmart mikol davara. Says Ramban, that should be counted in one of the as tarig mitzvahs. That specifically, every listen, no yid is allowed to do shvichas damim. You're never allowed to do Gilarais and Lashon Hara, but specifically when you're a soldier in the army base or in the battlefield, you have to be extra vigilant, because it will repel the Shechina. And he says, No, no, no within, within, within Yidin, yeah, when it's Asr. So he says, So the Ramban explains what's the concept of this mitzvah. That the Jewish soldiers are forbidden in the camp, mm-hmm. from these particular Averis, from all Averis, but this lav is, is focusing on these particular Averis, which causes the Shechina to be removed, 
and we're being warned by this love, we're being, uh, uh, you know, uh, told not to do this. In order not to cause the shechina to go away, in the camp. Because then, someone who violates this, and therefore repels the shechina from the Jewish camp, is now putting Kalah Yisrael in danger, because now we're going to have less siyat deshmaya as the army, you know, in, in battle. And if the Jewish people lose, not only are Jewish soldiers, God forbid, going to, you know, it's not good for them. It'll cause the Hashem if the if the enemy wins. And they'll it'll it'll increase the covet of their Vadizar because they'll say that's why they want. Uh, it's not a good not a good thing. So it's not a good thing. That's why there's a special mitzvah in a shmart called Avara. Don't do Averis, which specifically cause Silochina. That's the Ramban. Now the Ramban it, again, his point is that the, the Rambam does not count this, and the Rambam says he should. Now, says the Rambam, Maybe you're going to tell me, I know why the Rambam didn't count this. Why? Because this miss is not telling me anything I didn't know already. You're never allowed to kill. You're never allowed to do gilly rise. I understand the, the consequences of such an Avera is more severe as a Jewish soldier, but at the end of the day, you're not telling me anything new. We have this, and the Torah Klesha repeats Lavin. For chizik, you know, to be mechaziket. So how, how do you know you should count this thing? How do you know you should count it if it's not practically telling you anything different? Don't make a mistake like the Rambam, right? And say, that if this lav lamaisa is not telling, uh, holding us back, it's holding us back from things we're held back anyway, right? You're never allowed to say Lashon Haris. Now that you're a soldier, it's like that much worse. Okay, but lamaisa, it's still Lashon, you know, it's the same Aver of Lashon so ain't above me. That's maybe that's why it shouldn't be counted. Says Ramban, that's not true. Says Ramban, I agree that sometimes the Torah just repeats, repeats the same mitzvah over and over again for emphasis, and then you don't count it based on how many times it says it. You know, the Torah says, "Remember Mitzrayim" like fifty times, but I mean, it's not counted fifty times. That, it's repeated for emphasis. I get that. But this is not just repeated for emphasis. The fact that it's designating a specific place in a situation where now really don't speak Lashon Hara, and it's a unique place, in a unique environment, that's enough for it to be counted as a separate mitzvah. So it's not like the Rebbe says, remember Mitzrayim. Really, remember Mitzrayim, remember Mitzrayim. Then nothing's added. But over here, it's true, you're never allowed to say Lashon Hara, but now it's saying, don't say Lashon Hara specifically as a Jewish soldier in the army base, it, it's, it's more specified, that'll be counted as another love. That's, uh, that's the Ramban. Where does he get this idea from? So he gives an example of also an Avera, which you kind of know already not to do, but the Torah repeats it in a more specified way, and then everyone agrees, that, and, and even the Rambam agrees that you should count it. What is that? So that's the Avera of Hasagas Kvul. Nowadays we use the term Hasagas Kvul of like encroaching on people's business. Like let's say there's a shtetl that's not big enough for two barbers or something. So there's a, a concept of Sagas Vul. But technically speaking, the Torah says in, in Sefer Dvarim, like Sasig Vul Reyecha, means that when you get to Yisrael and you're going to use lotteries, a whole thing to divide up the land, everyone has their, their property. Don't encroach on someone else's property. Don't uh, play games with the property line and mess up the boundaries that's being set up with the gyral and, th- and so on and so forth. So says Ramban, you, you wouldn't be allowed to do that anyway. That's called gneva, right? That, that, that's called stealing, right? You're stealing someone's property. That, that, that's, that's called stealing. But the Torah goes at it. So, so the, the issue of like, of, of like signaiv contain, you know, means to be not, you know, you can't be a pickpocket. It means not to cheat someone in business. And it means not to move the boundary line. It means that too. 
But the Torah goes out of its way and now specifies the particular situation of Geneva and, and, and pinpoints it. Don't move the boundaries that were set up from the beginning from Eretz Yisrael. And that, the Ramam agrees to count. So says the Ramban, oh, so you see such an idea. That even though the action of moving the boundary line is something you're not allowed to do anyway, you know that because of Leisignai. So, but, but we're still counting this new Leisasig Vulreyecha as a new love because you're, you're taking the idea of Leisignai, which is broad, and you're, you're giving it a specific environment, a specific scenario, and specifying don't do this right now. And, that's what we, and you'll count that as another love. So says the Ramban, so that's what I'm doing. It's the same thing over here. You never let's say Leisignai. You're never allowed to do Gilirais, for sure. But then the Torah is saying, but over here specifically, it's really, really bad to do that. Don't do that over here as a Jewish soldier. So just like Hasagas Kavul is counted as a new love, so this also should be counted, Nishmar Tavik Kol Dovra should also be counted as a new love. That's the, that's the Ramban is putting it. So it says the Ramban, again, Vizek, the example he gives, like the case of a person pushing the boundary line of a neighbor. The Torah is telling you not to do something that you know you're not allowed to do. That's, that's called Gneva. That's, that's called Gneva. But now it's being specified about this particular situation of moving boundary lines. And, uh, in order then, and now you're violating two Lavin. So says the Ramban, so the same thing over here. That the Ramban is now warning us. To be careful in the Jewish army, be called to avoid particular averus. Hagarim silich hashchina, which causes the shchina to be removed. Maisech, maisev, it's a mistake. Maisev al hazaraseinu b'kol mokim. Additionally, to the fact that we're not allowed to do those averus everywhere, so bemis royli manis. So that's that's appropriate to be counted. Okay, that's the the Ramban shita. Now the Achrena point out that this comparison that the Ramban is making between Venetian, everyone's following so far. We're good. Okay. So this the Achrena point out this comparison the Ramban's making between the Isra Vasagas Kvul, which it's true the action of pushing someone else, you know playing with the boundary is certainly Gneva, but the fact that it says Lasad Goriach is now counted as its own love. The Rabban is saying, so so too over here. You're never allowed to say Lashon Hara. You're never allowed to do Gilarais, Shikh Damim. Now it says specifically, in the Jewish army, don't do it. Oh, so count it as love too. The Rabban point out that there's a very big difference between those two things. Because when it comes to, let's say, the case of Lashon Hara in a Jewish, as a Jewish soldier, the only difference, the only, the only quality that's, um, that's, that's now being brought out, the fact that you're a Jewish soldier, is that the consequences are much greater. In other words, every time a Jew says Lashon Hara, there's Silak Shechina. Every time you say Lashon Hara, the Rabbanu Shalom is being repelled, right? The Gemara says such a thing about a Balgaiva, right? The, wherever a Balgaiva is, the Rabbanu Shalom is repelled. Uh, there's not enough room for, for the two of us. So there's certain Averis, a certain Midas, that repel the Shechina. That's true when you're walking down the street, and that's true when you're a Jewish soldier too. It happens to be... As a Jewish soldier, the consequences of repelling the Shechina is far greater than when you're just walking down the street. Maskin. But, but conceptually, what's being told to you in this Pasuk of don't speak Lashonara as a Jewish soldier and the consequences that come from speaking Lashonara is exactly the same than when you speak Lashonara on Central Avenue. Nothing's changed. The, you know, again, what, what's at risk when the Shechina is gone is, is certainly more severe. But, but nothing in that there is any different. However, when it comes to Hasagas Kavul, the reason why the Torah specifies, specifies moving the boundary is because besides stealing, 
you're also messing up with how Klal Yisrael is, how Eretz Yisrael is supposed to be divided amongst the Jewish people. Now, let's say there will be no such thing as Geneva. Let's say Geneva will be Mutter. Let's say Geneva will be Mutter. There would still be something wrong with messing up the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael because the Rabbanishal wants Eretz Yisrael to be divided properly amongst the Shvatim. So, even though it's true, yes, the, the, the action of moving the boundary line is anyway also because of Leisigzal, Maskim. But conceptually, you're doing something different right now. Besides Leisigzal, there's also, you're messing up the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael, and that's inherently something wrong. So, just because, so, in others, says Ramban, if I count Leisasigvul as its own law, despite the fact that there's anyway a general law of Geneva, so I could do the same thing when it comes to not saying Lashonar as a Jewish soldier. One has nothing to do with the other. The fact that I'm counting playing with the boundary in Eretz Yisrael as its own love, even though it's true, practically speaking, I can't do this because of Geneva, but, but at least it has its own identity now as messing the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael. That's its own problem. But when it comes to saying Lashonara as a Jewish soldier, you're not doing anything different. It's the same Aver of Lashonara, and it's the same repelling of the Divine Presence as if you said Lashonara not as a soldier. The only thing that's more that's different now is that the consequences are more dire. Okay, but but that's but it's it, it's the aver is still the same. Nothing really changed. So just because you can't lay sasigvul as its own as its, as a unique love, that doesn't mean that you should count v'nishmart bekol davarah as its own love. Not speak lashon as a Jewish soldier. Yichav is a, again the consequences are more severe, but the aver itself didn't change. You're not, you're not doing anything different. Nothing's even happening spiritually different. The Shechin is being repelled. That's the same process that happens on Central Avenue. Nothing's, nothing's different. Yes, once the Shechin is repelled, now as a soldier, uh, bad things could happen. I get it. But, but the Avera itself is mamish the same as if you're on Central Avenue. So that's, that, that's why the Rambam doesn't count it. So it's back and forth. So why would the Rambam, yes, count it? This is the, so what's the Machlagis over here? Yeah? It's a greater sin in terms of um, in terms of its severity, but it's the same sin. No, meaning that, it, that if, if, when the consequences are greater, and you're still it changes the sin to a different yeah, yeah. one. I don't know. I think th- the Achronim would say that the assumption would be that that's uh, may- maybe that's the Ramban's argument, but I, I think the Pashas would be not like that. That the, the the consequences are greater. It's like I don't know. Um, Chazal say that if you do any Avera in Eretz Yisrael, it's worse than in Chutzlars, because it's in the house of the king. So should we count every mitzvah twice? One for Chutzlars, one for Eretz Yisrael? Aye, the severity is greater, the consequences are greater, right? Okay, consequences, it's true, it changes based on where the Avera is done, but if the Avera is the same, then it's counted as one. So that's where the Ramah is coming from. Oh, okay. So now we're going yes, to get to the answer. Yeah, that's, that's. There's also a difference between the two um, things. One is Ben Adam Lechaveh, one is Ben Adam Lechaveh. The differential here is, is it's a split of each other. In the first part, it's Ben Adam Lechaveh, you're doing the rule of, of Geneva, but it's, ha- it's, it's, it's affecting highest straw as a cloud. Here, it's a bit of a Lamakum thing, but at the flip side, even though the pool is doing the ramification, is still affecting See that, but, but it boils down to the same thing. Right, it boils down to the same thing. The consequences are different. Well, yeah, but the pool is the same. If the pool is the same, then... Okay, so here's the... Nikul. That's true, but that's a consequence. It's the Avera that you're doing is still the same Avera. You're saying Lashonara and repelling the Shekhinah. That's what you're doing. Yes, as a consequence of that... Call yourselves in danger. 
Maskin. And that's why it's more severe. It, it, again, like I said with Eretz Yisrael, when a Yid does an Aver in Eretz Yisrael, it could cause Silek Shechina, and when the Shechina removes, that causes Golas. That's putting Chalis on danger too. But that's a consequence. So again, it, it's, severe, it's heavier. No, that's the, the, it's true. The, 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 the action that you're doing is different. That's an Isser by itself. It's not a, that's, that's an Isser. Changing, re-manipulating Eretz Yisrael from the way it was supposed to be divided amongst the Shvatim and the Mishpachas, that's, that's inherently uh, something that's wrong. Again, like I said, if Leisigza was Mutter, you would still not be allowed to do that. This is inherently something that's this is a what's, no, the, what, what's wrong about it is Lashon Hara. What's wrong about it is Lashon Hara. Okay, you, listen, you're, you're, you're circling, you know what I'm saying? You're circling. Is there any asking that because the consequence is greater, there must be an added element of that there I'm saying, if, if the Ramban is counting this as a new law and he's comparing it to Asagas Kvul, then that comparison is a little bit off because Asagas Kvul, there's something inherently different about that Avera. It's again, it's anyway subsumed in like Sigzal, but it's unique. Over here, it's, subs- it's not unique. It's Lashon Hara, just happens to be Lashon Hara is being said in the Jewish camp. This is the Nakuda. With the Ramban, it, seems to, it would seem that both opinions of the Ramban, again, we have two, again, let's, let's remind ourselves, two machlekes between Rambam and Ramban, both about army. The Ramban held, you need Urmbetumim, no matter, you always need Urmbetumim's involvement. Aleph. The Ramban, and then this other sheet of the Ramban, that saying Lashonara, doing this Averis in the Jewish army, is fundamentally different than just saying Lashonara on Central Avenue. And the Rambam disagrees with both. What's the Yisait? I think the Yisait is as follows. The, the sheet of the Ramban is, is that the definition of a Jewish army are not human beings that happen to be Jewish that are fighting for good reasons, divine reasons. The definition of a Jewish army is that they are the embodiment of Glorious Hashem. They are, the embody- they are Hashem's hand in this world, fighting Mulchemes Hashem, fighting not just, not just for Hashem's sake. They are the embodiment of Mulchemes Hashem. The Rabbanishon Kivyach of the Shechin HaKtoisha is descending into this world and materializing, functioning through them and fighting holy wars through human beings, through the Jewish army. This is the fundamental machlekes between Rambam and Ramban. What is the nature of a Jewish army? Is a Jewish army human beings that are certainly fighting holy wars or fighting good things for the sake of the Rabbani Shlomo? Or, no, 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 no. They are functioning as the Yad Hashem in this world, the Yad Hashem that's talking, the Gevurah Hashem. They are the manifestation of the Mid of Gevurah, the, the godly divine attribute, the godly sphere of Gevurah. That's how they are manifest in this world. They are the chefts of Gvuras Hashem in this world. Because there are certain midas that the Rabbanishim runs the world with. Chesed, Gvura, Teferis. Where does, where, does, where does war come from? To be able to, to destroy evil. That's from Gvura. HaKovish is Yitzra. What are the Jewish people doing? Are the Jewish people being people trying to live up to what the Rabbanishim wants of them? No, no, no. They are the embodiment of that midah elokis, that divine midah of Gvura. That's who they are. The Ramban holds that the site of the Jewish army is that they are the embodiment of the sphere of Gvura. They are the embodiment of the Yad Hashem. They are not human beings. They are now Tzavais Hashem. They are the army, literally, of Hashem. The way through Hashem manifests in the world to express Gvura. 
Therefore, says the Ramban, in order to define the army as a Jewish army, to allow them to function in both Melchemist Mitzvah or Melchemist Rishus, you need the Ravatum. Why? Not for permission, not for strategy, not for Eitzah. You need the Ravatum because you need to get the Rabbanishim Kivyachah, you need the Shechina involved, because that's what defines the Jewish army. They're not human beings doing something because the Rabbanishim told them to. They are, Kivyachah, the representative of the Shechina in this world in terms of Gevurah. That's why you need the shri, that's why you need the Vertumim. That's, that's part of the army. The chefs of the army needs Urvatumim. Therefore, the Ramban Lishitase says, when you're repelling the Shechina, the, the Avera that's being done is that you are destroying the Jewish army. That's the Avera. That's the Avera. Just like by moving the boundary, like you mentioned, you're destroying the way Arizal is supposed to be set up. When the guy says Lashanara as a soldier, he is, the, he is actively dis- dismantling. Tzivais Hashem. You are dismantling Tzivais Yisrael. Why? Because by the, it's not just you're repelling the Shechina and now everyone's now in danger. By repelling the Shechina, you now redefine the army being the embodiment of Gvura to being human beings that are relatively good people and doing the right thing. The, 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 this Isser of Nishmarit Mekol Dovorah is part of the myth of what an army is. You redefine the army. Again, it's, it's, it, it, that's why the Ramban counts this. Because it's not just Lashon Hara, and it's an Avera, and it's Masak Tashchina, and now everyone's in danger. It's not just a high, heavier consequences. It's a Nair Mitzvah, it's a Nair Inya, it's a new Inya. What you're doing right now is dismantling Tzavay Hashem. It's still a consequence. No, that's, the Ramban wants it to be a Jewish army. Now you, you, just, you just undermine the Jewish army. Everything now just changed. The Avera is not, the Avera is not Lashon Hara, which causes the Silik Shechina, and now Kalei is in danger. The Avera is, keep the Jewish army intact. What does that mean? What am I, I'm not a general. Yeah, by you doing these Averas, you are dismantling the Jewish army. You are now redefining the army. Exactly, exactly. There's these, these Maisim, these Maisim cause human beings to turn into human beings, as opposed to being embodiments of the Shechina. It's a different Avera. This is all the Sheet of the Ramban. The Rambam is not like that. The Rambam sees the army as human beings that happen to be doing Ratzon Hashem in terms of imba- in terms of of, of, of in terms of dismantling, you know, uh, destroying the enemy. By the way, that's why a little bit it's 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 l'shitasam in terms of the Shersh Hashem is between the Rambam and the Ramban. First of all, even in style, um, the Rambam is much more focused on the the halachla ma'isa, whereas the Ramban his the storm that we have from the Ramban are Pirushim on the Gemara. In other words, let's think of it like this. You have human beings going to war, yeah? Where is their Gevur coming from? Where is their Kayach coming from? It's coming from the Rabbanish Shlomo. But yet, who is actually fighting the battle? Human beings. So how do you see that? From what vantage point do you see the Jewish battle? Do you see the Jewish army? From the vantage point of where their Kayachs are coming from? And is it where the Kayach is coming from that redefines the entire situation? And everyone agrees the Kayach of the Jewish army is coming from Hashem. Everyone agrees to that, right? We said by Tilim, right? El el Hashem So everyone agrees, Ramban and Ramban. Rambam and Ramban. Everyone agrees that the, the, the Kayach of the Jewish army is coming from the Gvura, uh, the Gvura Elokis, the Sphere of the Midah of Gvura, of the, the godly Midah of Gvura, Maskim, 100%. The question is, do we orient ourselves from in defining the entire experience based on the root, based on where things are coming from? Or do we acknowledge that that's where things are coming from, but we 
base our perspective on how I see it down here practically. The Ramban, who wrote Svarim on Shas, his contribution to Torah is not focused on where it's getting to, which is Halacha, but rather where it's coming from, which is Talmud Bavli. So the Ramban's way of thinking is seeing things based on where it comes from in Kayach. What's the root? Where's the energy coming from? And redefine the entire experience based on where it's coming from. And since ultimately the Kayach of the army is coming from the Shechinah Daesh, it's coming from Hashem's, Hashem's Gevura, so the whole thing is redefined based on that. And the army itself is now seen and redefined as just an expression of Gevura Hashem. But the Rambam, who wrote his way of interacting with Tyre is what is more practical, is where it all is leading to. At the end of the day, Shas is the backdrop, and it's the Kayach, it's the, it's the power behind Halacha, but then there's Halacha. The Rambam sees things from that perspective of Malchus, of where it's heading towards. And so where it's heading towards is human beings fighting, fighting battles. That's coming because of Hashem Siat Deshmai, because of the Shrinak Dasha. But at the end of the day, it's human beings fighting. So the Rambam sees the army in such a way. That's why, by the way, it's also, I mentioned this once before, that, that the, the minig of Klai Yisrael, you know, because it's confusing sometimes, Rambam and Ramban. So the minig is that when you say Rambam, you put the accent on the right side of the word, Rambam. When you say Ramban, the accent is on the left side, Ramban. Gvura is on the left side. Chesed is on the right. The Rambam, the root of the Nishan, the Rambam is more Chesed oriented. So he's not going to define Yidin as the embodiment of Gvura. The Ramban, who's on the left side, that Mid of Gvura, he is going to define, he will be more inclined to define Yidin from that Mid of Gvura. Take a look at Marmokha number six. This is from Iris, uh, a letter from, a, a piece from Rav Kook, an essay from Rav Kook that he wrote, it was during World War I, in fact. He wrote a whole thing about uh, war in general. So this is one of the pieces. It's, um, you know, I'm not going to be able to explain it, but just to read the words, you know. He says like this, On a mustaklim rishainim. We, we look at the earlier generations, right? The ones that are uh, mentioned in Tanakh, talked about in Tanakh. Those generations, that warfare was a major part of uh, the national you know, um, uh, lifestyle. And these are the same people that we look with great admiration and great uh, respect. Uh, you know, in the times of Nevi'im and Tanakh, we have no asag of who they were. And the Maisa, part of their lifestyle was war. So it's a little bit of a funny thing, right? Because when we think of war, we think of mamish like barbarism, and it's, it's very ugly things. And when we think of Kedusha, of Tzadikim, we think of pristine people that are not involved with such things. But in Tanakh, we don't find that, right? The same people, David Melch is cutting people's heads off, right? So it's, uh, this is very, you know, it's not a, it's, how do we make sense of that? So in Enem Avinim, so says Rav Kook, we understand, Shazik HaNeshmasi HaYisayi. That ultimately, it, it's the neshama connection, the neshama power that's really, that's really the foundation of what their involvement were in war. <coughs> These were not human beings fighting battles. They didn't see themselves as people fighting battles. They saw themselves, at, like the Ramban's way, they saw themselves as the embodiment of Gvur Hashem, of that mid of Gvur. They saw themselves as the Yad Hashem, as, as Tzivay Hashem Mamish. Aisim Mamad HaOilam, says Rav Kook, the, the situation of the world at the time, historically, Shaholach B'Murtzasiyaz, that was uh, happening, economically, socially, and so on. That war was just a major part of how societies, you know, that's how it was part of the deal, going to war. That compelled the Rabbanisham to bring to the world such big neshamas that were able to deal with the barbarism and the, and the, the violence of battle and still keep their amuna and still keep their 
they're they're they're, they're edelkai. You have to appreciate that. David Melch again is is the head of the army. He's the king, and he's saying Tillim. It's a very subtle thing to be able to have that strength of being involved in, in situations like that and still keep your adinos. So he says, Shar is And the Rebbe had to bring big neshamas into the world, dafka, because there's a Gehenim, you know, mamish, to be able to, that, the, that those neshamas should keep their, their pnimistik ehergish. Milchemis the, piyumam, the, war, the, war, the, the wars that they kept, that they fought in order to uh, survive. Kiyam huuma, to sustain the people. Milchemis Hashem ha'isa They saw that as Hashem fighting their wars. Azizim ho'ibruchim, these were powerful people in their spirit. V'yodu be'emak ha'choshech, and even in the depths of choshech, they knew, livcha b'toi v'losem b'narah, they knew to choose good and to see themselves as, as and to connect to Elokos and to reject evil. Gam keich l'geitz al-moves, lo'yira k'yati imodim. Mamish in the battlefield. And what's the, what's the tzalmoves? Not just the fear of being killed, the fear of battle, but it's also... The, 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 the yeshas that you have to have in order to run into battle, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing. Says Rav Kook, when we think about these people, we, we, we have a tremendous desire for their courage. To the unbelievable spiritual life that was just overflowing and so powerful within them that they could withstand all the craziness of this world and still see themselves as just a, 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 you know, a, a limb of the Shechina Kedoshim. And from wanting and from trying to connect and learning about these generations and trying to connect to them, our courage, our spiritual courage, our spiritual becomes more courageous. And our gevura, our ability to conquer this world, whether it be, you know, to get in business, or whatever the situation is, that's a little bit of a warfare, our gevura misadein becomes more, more edel, it becomes more gentle, is misadein. For oisin ha-neshamas ha-chazakis, and those strong neshamas, chayzres lichyes banuk mi'olam, begin to come back into the world and live through us, just as it was in years, of, in, 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 years of, in years past. That's what it means a Jewish army. That's what it means a Jewish army. So as we're about to enter into Parakvav Vav Yeshua, to appreciate what that was, these Yidin, these were very, 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 very big neshamas. To be able to deal with battle, mamish, like the, 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 the most violent, the most, you know, hand-to-hand, these types of ways, and still have that sense of tveikas and adinos, and be able to go from there into, you know, mm-hmm. and just, you know, avoid this Hashem without any, without any conflict at all, just that smooth, because they saw themselves as just the embodiment of gvura, the embodiment of, the sphere of the kiss, we have to envy these people, and by, as Rav Kook is saying, when we envy them, when we look up to them, it gives us that kayach as well, because that's what we need too. Maybe not, uh, God forbid, to go to, to go to war, but all the Muhammads that we wage, that we have to uh, use our personal kayachas from to see ourselves as an aver of the Shechina. That's, uh, that's what a yid is. Just to connect to it. See, whatever the question is, it's irrelevant. Just to connect it part of the army, and that redefines the army as an extension of Ramatumah. It brings the Shechina into it. Mm-hmm. That's the point of the Rambam. That's the point of the Rambam. That's where the Rambam, the Rambam disagrees, because he's seeing the army as human. That's not Okay. Shkayach. Mm-hmm.